Are you ready to have your website get found by the right people? Are you looking to rank at the top of Google so you get more traffic to your website? Are you ready to learn how to use SEO and content marketing to grow your organic traffic? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. Welcome to the Simple SEO Content Podcast, where I show you how to combine the power of SEO, search engine optimization, and content marketing to build your like, know, and trust factor with your audience, which allows you to get found by the right people and turn those visitors into buyers. No more frustration or confusion and no more time wasted wondering if you're doing your SEO right. It's time to learn how to use SEO and content marketing to grow your business. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the Simple SEO Content Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Lindhagen, and I am so glad to have you here with me today. Today's topic is going to be a really fun one. If I were starting SEO today, here's what I would do. So if I were maybe like you are and brand new to SEO and I hadn't done it for the last 15 years and I didn't have it on my website driving all the traffic and all of that, and I were starting fresh, here's what I would do. So if I were brand new to SEO, I would want to learn how to do it the right way, mostly because I know that that's going to be the key to your success. So I'm going to give you that little help, that little hint right now. Learn how to do it the right way before you start putting your effort and time into it, because it will make a huge difference for you. But I would identify the pages that I wanted to start with on my website. If I couldn't do my entire website right away, that would be okay. But I would identify the most important pages and I would identify those based probably on either which ones have the best potential to drive traffic to my website, meaning the ones that people would be searching for, or the ones that could potentially drive the most revenue for me. So if I had a very basic website that was like a homepage, an about page, a contact page, and maybe a couple products or services, I would probably start with the homepage, maybe the about page, and definitely the product or service pages, because those are the pages that are going to most likely drive traffic, especially for a small website. So I would start there, and I would prioritize my time and my effort on those pages that would make the most sense to drive either traffic or revenue for my business. So with that being said, I wouldn't worry about things like the contact page, at least not off the bat, because your contact page is not really going to be something that people are looking for on a regular basis. And if they are, they already know they wanna work with you. They're just looking for your contact information or let's be real, more often than not, it's a salesperson who's looking to get a hold of you or somebody who wants to sell you something or spam you something. So we're not going to worry as much about that. So if we are just starting out, we're not really sure where to go. You're going to start, I would start with my homepage, probably my about page, because that's another one that's generally a good source of traffic, and then my products or services. So if you don't have those pages on your website right now, those are probably going to be the most important ones to make sure you have, and then ultimately that you do optimize. Now, as far as what would I do for SEO, I would get the SEO Content Quick Start Guide. If you don't have that yet, download it. You can get it from the freebies tab on my website. That's etchedmarketing.com forward slash freebies. Just go ahead and request the SEO Content Quick Start Guide because that's going to have all the rules that you need to follow to do the optimization on your 
site. So I would start by choosing one keyword, one keyword for each of those pages that you're going to optimize. So one for your homepage, one for your about page, and one for your product or service pages. Now, if you have multiple individual products, let's say you're a course creator and you have three different courses, you should ultimately have three different course sales pages or three different course pages. You could optimize all three of those pages. If you currently only have one page that's got all your courses listed on it, that's okay to start with, but I do want you to start thinking about breaking that out and creating individual pages for each of your products because it's going to be easier from an SEO standpoint. It's going to be easier from an optimization standpoint, okay? But for now, whatever you have is okay because we're just starting out. So you're going to choose a keyword and you're going to remember how to choose a keyword that you can rank for. So if you're not sure, make sure you go back and listen to the episode that's all about SEO keywords and everything you know about them is wrong and here's what's right and how to choose them. Go through that training or take the free class. You can find that also on the freebies tab on the website, etchedmarketing.com forward slash freebies. Take the free class because in there I teach you how to choose the right keyword. So make sure you're choosing a keyword that you can rank for. This is critical because if you choose a keyword that you can't rank for, you're going to do all this work and you're not going to get results because you've chosen a keyword that's too competitive and your website's not going to show up for it. So let's not do that. Let's not make that mistake. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're just starting out in SEO. So let me help you and save you from making that mistake. Okay. So choose a keyword that your website can rank for. Now you're going to want to use that keyword in each of the places that Google is going to look for information as to what your page is about. So that means you're going to put your keyword in your title tag and you're going to keep your title tag under 60 characters, including spaces. This is in your SEO content quick start guide. So you don't have to write all this down. Just make sure that you get that so that you can take a look at it and you know that you have that right. Then you're going to use your keyword in your meta description. Your meta description is under 160 characters, also including spaces. So you're going to use it there. You're going to use your keyword in your header tags. Your H1 tag is going to be your most important. That's what really tells Google what this page is about. If you're on WordPress, your page title by default is your H1 tag. So you want to make sure that you're using your keyword in your page title. If you're on a different um, website builder, show it, Kajabi, um, Squarespace, you may have the option to set an H1 tag, or it may be a default. So you'll need to just do a quick double check on that. Make sure that your most important keyword is in your H1 tag. If you have content on your page, which uh, you should, make sure you've got content on your page so that Google understands what your page is about and your ideal customer can read the information and start to understand what your page is about. You're going to want to use your keyword in your copy. Now, I'm not going to tell you how many times to use your keyword because that's how we get really crummy copy. You're going to write for your ideal customer. You're going to tell them a story. You're going to provide them value. You're going to give them the information that they need. And by doing that, you should naturally use your keyword because your page is supposed to be about whatever that keyword is. That should be the most important thing about your page. So you should naturally be using it. Now, ideally, I'd like you to also use H2 and H3 tags to separate your content. So your H1 is what your page is about. It's generally the title. You want to think of it like a story. Let's say that we're doing three points. 
Well, those three main points, those would be broken down and marked as H2 tags, and you should use your keyword in there. If, let's say, point one has two or three subpoints and you want to break that down further, that's where you would use an H3 tag and you could use your keyword in there as well. See how this can really start to help Google understand because they keep seeing the same keyword in all these different areas, which helps Google understand that that's what this page is about. Next, you're going to want to use pictures on your page, and you're going to want to use your keyword in your image file name. So no more just uploading your image straight off your camera or straight off your phone. You need to change the file name, and you need to use your keyword in there and use a dash, the one that looks like a minus sign, in between the words because Google reads that as a space. Now, bonus tip, if you want to show up in Google image search for your business name, which you do because you want to show up as many places as possible, go ahead and include your business name in your file name as well. So it's going to be keyword dash, keyword dash, keyword dash, business name. Does not matter if it's a super long file name, does not make a difference. We're not worried about a character count here the way that we are on a title tag or a meta description. So go ahead and do that. Now you've got your page optimized for Google. Google understands what your page is about. I want you to repeat the same process on your next page. So if you started with your homepage, you've got it all done. Go ahead and look at the SEO checklist that's on the last page of the Quick Start Guide just to make sure that you've got everything done there and just check mark to make sure you're set. Now you're going to go on to your about page and then you're going to go through the same process for your products and services. Now, if you want to help yourself get even more traffic, or if you're in a competitive niche where maybe the keywords that you were really hoping that you could use for your homepage, your about, and your product or service pages were way too competitive. When you went through and you did the research, you realized that they were not the right keywords for you. When you're in a situation like that, like many small business owners are, your blog can be an incredible incredibly powerful way to drive traffic to a smaller website. So what I would like you to seriously consider doing is adding a blog. If you're not currently blogging, I want you to very seriously consider adding a blog and creating one post each week. And you want to think about how you break this down. You want to make sure that you're providing value for your ideal customer and your content is super helpful and that you're optimizing your blog post following the same process that I just talked about for optimizing the pages on your website. That's going to help you spread your net further and be able to attract more traffic. So when you have three or four pages that are optimized, that gives you three or four chances for people to find you through Google. When you blog weekly and you have 50 blog posts a year, that gives you those first three or four chances to be found through your website and another 50 chances to be found through your blog content. And your blog content should be designed to be very helpful for your ideal customer, should answer their questions, should provide them value, and should ultimately drive them back to your business as a resource for them. I teach exactly how to do this and set the strategy up and how to figure out what goes on the blog and what goes on the website inside Simple SEO Content. So if you've been thinking that you wanna do this, 
now is a great time to join. You can join right now. If you go through the free class, you'll get an invitation to join now. Otherwise, I'm going to be teaching a live training class in January, and we'll have a large group of students come in with us in January. But if you want to get a jump start on your 2024 planning, take the free class. That's the only way you're going to get an invitation into it before January. And you can join us in there. We meet every other week. We have our Q&A sessions. We've just recently introduced a power hour where once a month we get together and we just work and we hop on Zoom and Anybody who needs to work on a blog post or work on optimization or do keyword research just hops on Zoom and we work on it collectively on Zoom, but it seems to work. It's great. So I would do that. I would start by optimizing my pages on my website. I would add a blog. And then the next thing I would do, and you're probably going to be surprised to hear me say this, I would actually start sharing my blog posts So you're obviously going to share on social media. You're going to share on your email list. We're going to talk actually very soon about the benefits of having an email list. That's actually going to be next week's business owner topic, or it may have actually been Tuesdays. I'm not sure because I'm pre-recording this. I'm going to be super honest. This is September 26th when I'm recording these. So it's possible that was actually the Tuesday one. So go back and take a look and see if that was the e- the um, podcast for business owners on Tuesday was all about your email list. If so, next Tuesday is going to be all about your opt-in. But what you're going to want to do is share those blog posts and you're going to want to email your email list each week and you're going to want to share them on social. If you have a podcast, you're going to want to have similar content for your podcast. If you do a YouTube video like I do, you're going to want to go ahead and record that same video. The other thing I want you to think about, because that's casting an even wider net and it's helping more people find you, I also want you to consider pinning your blog posts on Pinterest. You're going to have to do a little bit of research on Pinterest, best practices and all of that. Your keywords are definitely going to be important. Consistency is very important for Pinterest. So don't go in and do like five pins for one blog post and then don't do anything else again. Just commit. If you're going to do one a week, pin one a week or make five pins for the same one. If you're not super crafty or design guru, do like I do and just hire somebody on Fiverr to make the graphics for you to speed the process up, create them on Canva, whatever works for you. But Pinterest is another great way for people to find your website, to find your content. And I have found that people will find my content on Pinterest or they'll find it shared through social and they'll use it in their blog posts and they'll link back to the article that I wrote, which helps build your domain authority, which makes it easier for you to rank for more keywords. The other thing that you can do if you're looking to build your domain authority, which you should be, especially if you're just starting out because your domain authority is probably fairly low. When we have a new site, our domain authority is at a one. It's a score of one to 100. If you're not sure what yours is yet, You can use a free tool called Mozbar, M-O-Z-B-A-R. You can download that. It's a Chrome plugin, and it will tell you the domain authority of your site and anyone else's. So if you're curious what your competition's domain authority is, go log on to their website with your Mozbar plugin and find out what domain authority tells us is how authoritative the website is thought to be in Google's eyes. Now, it's not a number that comes from Google. It's a number that comes from Moz, but it's an indication of how likely a website is to rank for a particular keyword. In general, not always, but in general, a website with a higher domain authority is going to rank higher in the search results. So if there's like 
10 search results, which there are, generally speaking, you're going to have higher domain authority at the top of the page than at the bottom of the page. The way that you increase your domain authority is by building links to your content. The way that you build links to your content is you earn them by creating really great content and then sharing it so people can discover it. So they're going to find it through your SEO efforts. They could also potentially find it through social media. They could find it on Pinterest. And you can sign up for a service called Harrow, help a reporter out. It's free to be a resource. You can sign up for Harrow and get their emails and then respond back if there's one where you are a resource. You are someone who could help that reporter. You could be featured in that story. You need to work really quickly with Harrow and you need to respond fast. I teach more about this and best practices about how to get links and how to do link building the right way and all of that um, in simple SEO content because there's a lot of nuances. There are a lot of things that you have to do in specific ways to have it work because there are actually some Google penalties surrounding poor or outdated link building tactics. If you get an email from somebody saying they can get you this DA site or these links for this amount of money, delete it. You can't do that. You will get yourself in trouble with Google. So don't do that. So if you're just starting out or if I were just starting out, I would start by optimizing the most important pages on my website, which would be my homepage, probably my about page, and my product or service pages. Then I would start blogging once a week and I would follow the SEO process for my blog. So I would choose a keyword that I know my ideal customer is looking for, they're searching for, it's a topic that they're interested in, and I would optimize it following Google's best practices, making sure that it's a keyword that I can rank for. So not only are they interested in it, I can rank for it. Because if I create content they're interested in, but I can't rank for it, I'm not going to get traffic and it's not going to build my business. So (coughs) we want to make sure that we're doing this in a way that's going to be beneficial to your business. Then I would share that content across my email, across my social media, on Pinterest, all the different places so that we can get more eyeballs on it so that we can hopefully grow some links and build our domain authority for our website. I would also sign up for Harrow and I would respond back when there are queries that I could be helpful to the reporter. I could help a reporter out because that's what Harrow is all about. If you have any questions about how to get started with SEO, like I said, grab the SEO content quick start guide, take the free class. That is your only way to get into simple SEO content during the year. So if you're ready, you want to get started, you want to use it and have SEO ready to go for 2024, go ahead and take that free class right now. You'll get the invitation into it. Otherwise, there will not be another big open enrollment until January. All right. If you have questions, you know how to find me. Thanks so much for being here and I will see you next week. That's all for today's episode of the Simple SEO Content Podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you visit my website, etchedmarketing.com, and visit the freebies tab. Right there, you're going to find the SEO Content Quick Start Guide along with the free SEO class. So you'll have everything you need to know to get started with SEO and content marketing. Then do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, if you would do a rating and a review of this podcast on your favorite platform, that would really help spread the message. And I do greatly appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram at Etched Marketing Academy, and I will see you right back here next week. 